0: This is a Web Canopy Studio production.
1: Welcome back to another episode of Dropping the Gloves. You got just Tim today. That's right. We have Dropping the Gloves without John Scott. Uh, John's a busy guy right now. He's got the move. He's taking care of his kids. He's got a few things going on this weekend. I said, you know what? I'm going to do a solo, solo episode without John. Um, and what are we going to talk about? So basically, I, I get a lot of questions and have over the last year and a half, two years about, I mean, one, who I am, how I got involved with the show, uh, who's this Tim guy That's that's john let's talk sometimes and if you've been listening to the show for a while um and you're wondering those those questions or if you're new and you're kind of saying wait i thought this is john scott's show Whoa, who's this tim guy and if you're thinking and you're listening and you think i'm just some guy uh you'd be right i am not (laughs) like a media professional i am not a hockey broadcast personality anything like that um so i thought you know with all these questions that i get I thought I might just take a little time, maybe 15, 20 minutes to just talk a little bit about how I got involved with the show. I know a lot of people have been wondering and maybe it'll shed some light into what goes on behind the scenes a little bit, um, how the show has sort of grown and evolved into what it is today um, and the small role that I played in that. So um, I'm going to start with the beginning. And so basically, I, I moved to Traverse City a couple of years ago and I was interviewing for jobs. I didn't have a job lined up when I moved here. And there's a company here, uh, a marketing agency called Web Canopy Studio. I'm sure you've heard the name before. And um, when I go in for the interview, I was interviewing with the CEO, John Aiken, who many of you probably know. He's been on the show many times, especially uh, in some of the earlier episodes. And I mentioned to John during our interview that I was a hockey guy. I loved hockey, played a little bit, um, big hockey guy. And he goes, he kind of perked up a little bit. He's like, oh, uh, do you know John Scott? And I was like, Yeah. And he goes, Well, he actually lives here in Traverse City. He's my neighbor. Um, we're good buddies. We hang out all the time. And John comes into the office to record his podcast, dropping the gloves. And my mind is blown. I'm like, oh my gosh, I might have a chance to meet John Scott. Like in my head, I'm like, I, I might get to meet him once or twice or uh, you know, have a conversation. Like, this is really cool. And it's funny because if, if this had come up before the all-star game i would have been like "Ooh, i don't know if i i don't even want to make eye contact with that guy um because of who he was as a player especially me being from boston uh, a bruins fan i was you know no no friend of john scott's when it came to the louis erickson hit um a couple of you guys know that i, I wrote a blog post back in the day in like college or right after college that no one wrote it, no one read it was just from my, from me but When the Louis Erickson incident happened, I wrote like what I consider to be a pretty scathing blog post about John, about how he didn't belong in the league, about how every time he stepped on the ice, it was an insult to the integrity of the league and pretty, pretty heavy stuff that, you know, I'm just sure if nothing John hasn't heard before. Um, But then the All-Star game happened. Right. And, you know, in the weeks leading up to it, it kind of was like, this is a funny joke. And then it's like, Hey, this guy's not taking it too seriously. Maybe he's a a little bit more of a likable guy. He's a human being. He's not this villain, this, this gargantuan monster you see on the ice. Sometimes that just beats other players up. Um, and then the infinite, the incident actually happened, right? The, the game itself, um, scoring the goals, you know, uh, the, the, you know, Bernsie and, and Jumbo and those other guys lifting him up on his shoulder. And, um, you know, just a you know a great Disney moment that that just blew the whole hockey world away. John's a household name for a little while because it, you know the, the news cycles are all over it. The movie deal, the book deal, all that stuff happened. And I remember being like, kind of the archetype of like a fan that knew hockey really well, wasn't a fan of John's. I saw this whole thing go down. I read his Players Tribune articles um, right after the event, and then uh, a few months later when he actually retired. And I went from hating the guy and having no respect to being like, wow, this guy is is the man. And, um, you know, I, I was totally wrong about him, as many of people in hockey probably were. Um, so a little bit of context, but, you know, fast forward a little bit. I got the job at Web Canopy. Uh, a few weeks later, John comes into the office uh, he's, as a client of ours to talk a little bit about um planning a podcast planning some promotional you know materials we might put together he had a couple of events coming up just to put a little bit of a a strategy get together and um this would have been right around maybe the end of 2018 november something like that and uh i was super nervous to meet him i was super excited but i was kind of like okay one this guy is huge right if you haven't met john in person he's literally he's just a big big man um and I was kind of just nervous, like I hope I don't embarrass myself. And John Aiken was like, just pumping my tires, like, oh yeah, Tim was a big college hockey player, like, and you know, just. And I'm like, if John ever sees me skate, he's gonna laugh at me, um, and he probably still will if and when that ever happens. Um, so we have this this little meeting. I, I get to know him a little bit, and a coworker of mine, Caroline, who had been his account manager uh, for a few months was leaving shortly for maternity leave and I was going to be taking over kind of managing his social media, helping manage the podcast. Um, And I remember I kind of met him real quick. Uh, Someone gave him my number, which he entered as Tim from Web Canopy, uh, which it still is today. And if John didn't say my name sometimes at the beginning of episodes, I would wonder if he knew my last name at all. Um, But uh, yeah, and I remember kind of like, texting him once in a while he, he wasn't coming in too often at that point it wasn't a, a regularly uh recorded show yet it was still pretty early on but i would share like you know just keeping an eye on his social media accounts like hey you got a dm on instagram from another player or here's a charity reaching out for an event do you want to do it just so he can um you know being his eyes a little bit he's a busy guy doesn't have time to, to check those pages you know every day um and john appreciated that and um and we kind of just Stayed in touch a little bit, got to know each other. And then uh, at the end of the year, maybe beginning of January, right after the holidays, John comes to the office to record an episode, which at this point was the first one in uh, at least two or three months. Um, and I remember specifically, and, and I wasn't planning on, on uh, being on it or anything. I think he either recorded solo or had either John or, or Larry, whose name you guys probably remember, um, on the show. And he said, "Hey, Tim, do you want to be on this one?" And I was like, Haha, yeah, sure." And he goes, "No, seriously. Uh, do you want to come on and chat with me for you know a little while about hockey stuff?" And I was like, "Oh God, okay. Uh, OK, I guess, and I'm just butterflies in my stomach. And thank God it wasn't a, it's not a live recording, right? So I'm like, if I embarrass myself, we can just cut it out, uh, which John never lets me do anyway. But. And the episode was about basically the New Year's resolutions for every team. So we went down the at then 30 teams in the league. And and kind of said, like, okay, what is something that each team should be rooting for? Um, and it was like, oh, they need a, a secondary scoring. They need a number one defenseman. They need a goalie. They need to off you know offload cap space. They need some prospects, whatever that might be. And so John's just kind of rifling down the line. And if you go back and listen to that now, and you should, um, give that one another listen. Because he talks about, like, oh, this is Tim from Boston, first time on. He doesn't know what he's talking about or... Uh, most people from Boston think they know everything, but they don't, which is kind of true. And, um, and I remember just like, as John's going alphabetically down the list of teams, I wanted to be like one or two teams ahead of him. So like, if at any point I never knew when he was going to go to me, I never knew when he's going to be like, Oh, Tim, what do you think of the Ducks or what are the, what do the Blackhawks need to do? And, uh, so I was just like, whatever team he he's on, I'm going to be one or two teams ahead mentally. So if he comes to me, I'm going to have something to say. Um, and I just happened, I mean, I knew the game well enough, knew the teams well enough. I was pretty in tune, um, with what was going on in the league that I could at least come up with something. I'd be like, oh, they need some scoring. They just need, they need another defenseman, um, or whatever. And, and then it worked out pretty well. I think he only went to me like four or five times, maybe throughout that whole list of 30. Um, and each time he, he kind of pointed the finger at me, I sort of had something to say. Um, and it was a lot of fun. I mean, it's it, it's the whole show in general. It's just like, it, you know, it's just talking hockey with a guy who who knows the game, you know, immensely well. Um, and it's just a conversation, really. It's it's a lot of fun, and um, and that could have, like fueled my fire for that. Um, and but even in the beginning, you know, it wasn't in all the episodes. Like a couple others went by. He went to Sweden. He had a couple of different player interviews. And actually, I remember the 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 first player interview of the year was Cole Nor, who was a guy uh, you know similar you know career span to John. He was a big bruiser. He was a, a fighter. He had fought John once, uh, and he actually beat John. Um, and I, John, had done some interviews in, in what we kind of call season one of the podcast, the very early days with the Blackhawks convention back in twenty seventeen or eighteen. Um, uh, with Luke Kwiatkowski, who would come and visit in Traverse City. He's a Michigan guy. But it wasn't like – it was guys that he already had relationships with or some, some kind of formal setting. It was the first guest we brought on that Cole Nor was that was like, hey, let's reach out to this guy and see if he wants to come on John's show. And John's show at this point wasn't really on anyone's radar. He had obviously some name value just coming off the 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 high of the All-Star game, but it wasn't really anything what it is today and Colton said yeah sure so and i remember uh because john didn't really know him personally and i think he hadn't really spoken with ever with colton or especially not since they had fought you know two or three years before um i think john was a little nervous not like you know like starstruck by some guy you know but like hey what are we going to talk about like is and for, and also colton beat me He's like is he going to rub it in or whatever um and that was kind of cool uh and it was a great interview i wasn't on that one um but it's just like, it was so cool to me to like, hey, I'm at work at the office doing marketing for different companies around the world. But in the conference room right next to me, John Scott is here and he's talking to Cole Nor on the phone and we're recording it. And it's just like, this is like, man, this is just so cool to be surrounded by as a as a hockey lover and a hockey fan. Um, you know, a month or two later, we reached out to Cam Jansen, who is like, no, you know, shy guy, no stranger to interviews, no stranger to the spotlight. Um, and what was cool about this one was that John's kind of like, Hey, I don't really know Cam too well. Can you just facilitate the interview? Just get his number and give him the, uh, work out a time and date and I'll be there. And I'm like, okay. So I was just DMing Cam, um, from John's account saying, Hey, it's, this is Tim. I'm helping John's show or whatever. Um, and I gave Cam my number and say, hey, you know, shoot me a call or text me or whatever. And we'll work out a time to facilitate this interview for the show. And I remember, you know, a day or two later, I'm sitting in the office working on something. My phone rings. And it's Cam Jansen. And I'm just pinching myself. I'm like, I mean, he's not like, a, you know, he's not a superstar player, but this is a well-known player in the NHL who's calling my cell phone now. Um, <laughs> if I had that recorded, I'm sure I sounded scared, but I was just sort of like, uh, hello. Hey, Cam. How's it going? And he's just talking like, oh, bro, like, what are we doing this? Like, what time is that? And and what are we going to talk about? And just 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 talking at me. Um but he was super cool, and, and we worked that out, and that was a great interview as well. And then another one around that time, which John still loves to give me a hard time for, was Marty Biron. Um, we had him on the show. He had great stories. Go check out uh, that interview if you haven't yet. Especially his some of his stories he had about Tortorella will just make your stomach hurt from laughing. Uh, but the cool thing with Biron was similarly, John's like, "Hey, can you just organize that interview, and I'll I'll just show up and be there." Um, so I gave marty my number and said here here's the link to the episode or here's the link to the uh email invitation and all that and and then i kind of said oh by the way um i don't know, know what i said it's just telling him something else about the show or about the the day the interview was scheduled for and all of a sudden he's asking me a question and we spent like the entire week leading up to the interview just texting and joking about stuff and, and I uh, and John loves to, to give me grief for that and um, I haven't really talked to Marty since but I was still like I mean I'm on cloud nine all week just listening or texting this guy that Marty Baron, like legit NHL star goalie he was you know I had him on my fantasy team at one point I played the video games like everyone else did and now it's just uh, my guy I'm just texting uh, to be on John's show it was just it was kind of crazy one, two, three, three.
0: Even though sports had a break, your business did not. You have to keep moving, and that makes hiring more important than ever. Indeed is here to help. The lack of quality candidates for jobs is remarkable, especially with these kids going through university thinking they're the cat's meow. They think they know better than anybody. It's important to have a company to help you find that candidate. Indeed.com is the number one job site in the world. Because Indeed gets you the best people fast. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post. Which means more quality candidates will see it and they'll see it fast. Try Indeed out with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. This is their best offer available anywhere. So go right now to Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Offer valid through December 31st. Football ball is back in full swing and the bills are seven and two tim can you believe that it's the pats records right now what are, what are they two and six they're horrendous but football is back and you might not be at any of the games hopefully not in the pats games you might barf if you see it but you can still be in on the action at Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on every possible chance to win this series. Win this season, excuse me. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, division, and championship futures all day, every day. Head to Bet Online today and take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses. Don't forget to use promo code Blue Wire. At BetOnline.ag. That's blue wire, all one word, BetOnline, your online sports book experts.
1: So the show starts to pick up a little bit. I start coming on a little bit more regularly. John really liked having someone who could bounce ideas off of that that knew a little bit about hockey. Um, and he started coming in the office once a week to record. We said, had an actual rhythm to the show going. And we knew that was important to set expectations with our audience. So like, Hey, every Thursday, every Friday, there's going to be a new episode coming out. Um, and that's how, you know, you kind of need the show to build that way with that repetition, with that, you know, uh, re- reliability as a, as a content creator. Um, and with that, the, the numbers start to climb, right? And then we start to grab bigger guests and which climbs the numbers even more. And we can just see like the hard work paying off and just something as simple as recording every week as opposed to like whenever John feels like it. Uh, And there were times early on where John still wasn't totally sure yet about the validity of doing this podcast. He wasn't sure that it would take off if anything would come from it, if he even really wanted to do it. And there were days where he kind of shared some of that. I was like, oh man, this might be, I don't know. What if this is the last episode we do together? Or what if this is the last episode of dropping the gloves at all? Or if he decides he's not really into it anymore? Um, and there's so many kind of unanswered questions like that. And uh, last summer, 2019, we went to the Blackhawks convention. So this is John's second or third time going second time, you know, doing some live episodes, at least um, at the show. And it was super cool for me. I got to drive down to Chicago. The The Blackhawks put me up in, in a room overnight, which I thought was pretty cool. Um, the hotel was just amazing, obviously. And you can just see there's there's thousands of fans like all over this building, all over the whole neighborhood, the whole town um, in Blackhawks gear, just wanting to get a glimpse of different guys. And uh, it was like, and I had been to events like that for the Bruins for different NHL events, just like hoping to get an autograph or a picture or whatever. And now I'm part of like John's little entourage and I'm on the other side of the ticker tape and the red, uh, you know, the the red velvet rope and all that stuff. And it was just pretty cool to like sort of be an insider all of a sudden, um, you know, John's, we did some live episodes down uh, in one of the halls of the convention center um, where we had Brian Bickle and Zach Smith, who was a new forward, they had just traded for Hall of Famer uh, Doug Gilmore and uh, Hall of Famer uh, Eddie O. So it was it was pretty sweet. Um, and then you know, like, but we had a couple hours to kill. So at one point, we went out. Uh, well, we we went up to the players' lounge where the players are kind of like hanging out behind the scenes during this convention. Um, there, I mean, it's just like amenities everywhere, it's just snacks and beers and Gatorades and waters and sandwiches and pizza and just TVs and couches where they're all just kind of just chilling and hanging out. And and I'm just sitting with John and, and Danielle and the kids and, and Andrew Shaw comes over and chatting it up with him. And then the comes over and Dylan Strom comes by because he can't find his phone. is looking in the couch cushions for it. And just like, this is just crazy because I know just – thousands of hockey fans would just die for a little one you know, snippet of an experience like this. And here I am just chatting up with these guys. And it was, it was pretty really, it was really cool. Um, And then, you know, getting to hang out backstage a little bit um, with Kirby doc and Adam Boquist, both, you know, 18, 19 years old of a time, super young, super, just, you know, wide-eyed at this, this spotlight being thrown on them um and even you know they're they're superstar kids but they're really just kids like anyone else and um it was pretty cool to see them where they don't have to be you know quote unquote on stage in front of fans they can just be themselves and um it was just really cool to get to hang out with NHL players like that um Brandon Saad was another one we got to see a little bit that was pretty cool um and it was a great event uh and then you know the the show starts to pick up some real steam in the fall and the winter we see the numbers continuing to climb um, we did that uh, uh, July 1st trade deadline live show where we were streaming on Facebook Live. We had um, for two hours from, from noon to two that day. We were just live on the show, breaking news, all these signings as they happened. Uh, Joe Pavelski called in about five minutes after his uh, announcement with signing with the Dallas Stars had come to light. Uh, and that was pretty cool because it was huge news, right? Because he was leaving the Sharks after like 12 years there. Um, everyone thought he might go to the stars or Tampa ended up in Dallas and now he's live on our show and John's got him on speakerphone and it was the first media outlet he had spoke with, which was just, you know, really cool for John to see him and for me to see John get excited about that. Um, where it feels like, okay, this is actually, this is a, this is a legit brand. This is a, this is a show that has a little bit of clout. John's obviously got a lot of relationships still in the league with former and and current players. Um, that was pretty sweet. And then around that time, we created the the Twitter account for the Drop in the Gloves show. We started promoting and sharing more audio clips, highlights from different episodes, bringing in different guys for, um, you know, bringing more guests. Ryan Reeves and Gerby and Brian Boyle and obviously Taze and Kane and, and all those guys that we did with the, um, the Blackhawks series earlier this summer. More behind-the-scenes content, you know, like John on the mic or, you know, preparing for an episode or whatever. Danielle came on once or twice. Um, it was really, really cool. And the show started to get an identity. And the show started to feel like, okay, we sort of, we know, you know, what we're good at. We know what things John gets excited about and what stuff he's get bored he gets bored by. I mean, I can't tell you how many times during a player interview where like we're sitting in the same room and the guy's on speakerphone or something. And John's just like trying to make me laugh. Cause he's like yawning. Cause he's like, Oh, this is boring. Or this is, this guy won't stop talking. And, um, and I'm like, John, it's not about you. It's for the, it's for the listeners, right? They're not going to be bored by this stuff. Um, and the show really started to take shape, which is pretty cool. And then uh, earlier this year, right after the holidays, uh, about a year after I met John for the first time, um, he invited me down to the GLI, which is the Great Lakes Invitational, um, which is a hockey tournament, a college hockey tournament in Detroit, where it's, it's Michigan State, Michigan, um, maybe Ferris State, and Michigan Tech. And so John had played there all four years as a former Michigan Tech alumni, um, and they invited John down to be sort of a, a special guest. He, we got to be in the suite just with a bunch of other, you know, rich alumni watching the game, watching the tournament. It was pretty cool to come at the rink. Um, and you know, following John walking through this, you know, the crowded arena and all eyes on him. We can see people getting excited about spotting John Scott, you know, and that was, it was pretty cool. And again, to feel like, just like the Blackhawks thing that I was sort of like, uh, on the inside. And, you know, I was someone and once in a while, uh, People would recognize me too. They're like, hey, you're Tim from Dropping the Gloves. They're like, oh, this is Tim. You must be Tim. And um, that that's a pretty cool, funny thing too. Um, the GLI was great. The Michigan Tech did really well. They won their game the first day. And um, right after the game, we went down to the player's locker room and John gave them a little rah-rah speech, which pumped the boys up. And then we had uh, the captain, Alex Smith, on. We had the coach on. Um, we got to do a live videotaping or a live uh, show taping from one of the lounges in the arena where fans were coming over and, and, you know, buying us beers and, and taking pictures and stuff. And that was pretty, that was pretty cool. And then because the sharks were coming to town that night, they were playing the red wings the following day. They were all um, hanging out at their hotel. So John shot them a taxi kind of orchestrated this thing where um, we were going to try to get jumbo and Marlo on, but, Jumbo said he couldn't go last minute because his parents were also coming to town and they were going to go to dinner as a family. So um, John brought in Mark Vlasic pickles instead. Um, so the plan was to go grab dinner with with Marlo and Vlasic at this really nice steakhouse and then record an episode uh, right after. So we pull into the steakhouse. This is, this is the same night as GLI, probably seven, eight o'clock. And by the way, we drove down there from Traverse City. So about four and a half, five hour drive from Traverse city. John picks us up at like me up at like six or seven in the morning. Um, I don't remember what we talked about. I remember being kind of nervous, like, okay, is John going to be annoyed by me? Is he going to be bored by me? Or just going to sit in silence the whole time? Um, but it worked out well. And then, so we go into the, the steak restaurant and, um, we John and I walk in kind of check in at the, uh, the concierge and the, it's the, the restaurants in the base of the hotel, and we hear from across the the restaurant from the back in the dark, big, which is Joe Thorne yelling out big, which is his nickname for, for John. So he was still around. is having like a little pre dinner because these NHL players just eat like you would not believe. Um, so we got all excited. So there's Jumbo is sitting for a dinner with uh, Brent Burns and a rookie um, uh, Ferraro, I think Mario Ferraro or something like that. Um, so again, I'm just like starstruck. There's Joe Thornton, long beard, like huge smile, um, eating like a steak and a salad as a little pre-dinner snack, uh, with Brent Burns and, and this rookie. So it was cool to see John sort of in his element, you know, no mics, no cameras, just chatting up with these guys and the way the NHL players talk. um, and, and man, Joe Thorne is just such a cool guy. Like every, every good story you've heard about him, every interaction you've seen on vi- on video or on the ice or whatever, it's all true. He's just such a stand up guy. He was asking my name, shook my hand, you know, really looked me in the eyes was, you know, asking me where I was from and what I'm doing, how I got involved with the show. Um, he asked me to show him on his phone how to, uh, follow the show or subscribe to the podcast, which I showed him how to do. I'm sure he's never listened. Um, but he was just so, so cool. And he made me feel really, you know, welcome at the table. But Brent Burns, on the other hand, like he could not have cared less about me. Didn't even look at me. Didn't like eye contact. Didn't uh, introduce himself. He was just giving John a hard time and eating his food and um, which I didn't take personally. I'm sure this guy's like me kind of hanging around these players all the time. He doesn't, he doesn't really care for it. Um, and the rookie was just quiet and, And just, I'm sure like, like me, just happy to be around these guys. Um, and that was pretty cool. And then, you know, after about a half hour or so, a couple of drinks, um, Marlo and Vlasic Pickles came in and we got dinner with them. And, you know, again, these guys eat like you wouldn't believe, like, and John said ahead of time, like, Hey, I'm going to buy dinner. Thanks for guys for coming on the show. Dinner's on me and Pickles ordered like, like duck and steak and a salad and like this, like something else. It's like all this food you can imagine. And, and even Marlo got like a three or four course meal and these guys just eat so much. And it makes sense. Cause they work their bodies so hard. They can eat whatever they want. Um, and I didn't even think I got a salad. I'm like, I don't know. I don't know what the, what the courtesy is here. Um, uh, but I got a nice meal and, and it was really cool just to see like, Again, the, the players interact with each other when no one's watching. What they talk about, the stories they tell, and um, catching up. That John hadn't really seen or talked to them too much since retiring, so they had questions about the kids. And John um, and Danielle were, had just been pregnant with uh, baby Eleanor at the time, um, and weren't really telling people yet, <laughs> actually, because John John told me, I think he's saying like I'm not telling anyone yet, but just so you know, Danielle is pregnant. Just happened, you know, a couple weeks ago. And, uh, he's like, I'm not going to bring it up in front of the guys. Like I'm not going to bring it up. Uh, because it's, they'll just, I don't want to talk about it. Yeah. You're not supposed to talk about it and and they'll just run with it. They'll they'll give me a hard time. So he's like, okay, I'm like, all right, I'll make sure I don't mention it. No problem. And then, uh, one of the guys like Marlo's like, Hey, so how's Danielle? And he goes, uh, good. She's pregnant again. Like (laughs) he could not hold it in. Just like right back to the, the old ways where these guys just dish and tell each other everything. And it was really funny. Um, and, and they couldn't believe John's pregnant with, with number six. And um, dinner was good. And then we go upstairs to Marlo's hotel room and we do a live taping there. And that was pretty cool. And just sitting around the, the room with uh, two Olympians, one for sure Hall of Famer, multiple-time all All-Star. I mean, Marlo's going to go down as uh, one of the best players of his generation. And um, it, was just, it was just kind of – I was awestruck by the whole thing. And, and in the experience, I was just kind of like – I wasn't really thinking about how crazy this whole thing was. Like, I'm just like this kid from Boston who moved to Michigan on a whim. And now I'm in Patrick Marleau's hotel room and hanging out with him and John Scott and talking hockey on the mic. And um, it was pretty cool. Um, and then, you know, it was a great night. We, of course, if you've been listening to the show this year, um, we started recording twice a week, um, especially with the pandemic happening. And there was lots of news to talk about. Um, and then when the playoffs kind of picked back up, we jumped up to three times a week, which is, which it is now. Um, and we have fun with it. I mean, I'm seeing John that get excited. He looks forward to taping. He sees the, the fruits of his efforts. He sees the show picking up steam and getting an identity, building its brand. Um, he sees a future for that, which is really cool because for a little while, I honestly thought he might be thinking about calling it quits, whether or not he'd admit it. He just, I knew he wasn't excited about it. And and now we're, um, you know we the last six months we we keep breaking our our record highs for for total downloads for new listeners for reaching new audiences all over the world really, which is just kind of mind blowing and again last month we had our our millionth episode our millionth download um which is just crazy crazy um and it's not you know it's not it's not spit and numbers it's not some of these other podcasts huge numbers, but we're growing and we're getting there and, and i and I believe that we will um so I've been talking for a little while. I'm going to wrap this up. Um, hopefully they found this interesting and you learned a little bit about the show and how this all kind of came to be from my perspective and, and my involvement. Um, really it just comes down to, for me, right place, right time. You know, I saw an opportunity where like I, I can make myself just sort of super valuable to, to John and attach myself to his brand a little bit. If this whole thing works out and, looking for ways to help him to to build his brand to you know reach new audiences and help the show and um so far it's worked out really well um and if you if you've been listening to the show hopefully you've seen it start to get better hopefully you've seen um you know us getting a little bit more comfortable and confident in what we're doing um and the cool thing is it's really it's going to keep getting better we have lots of ideas we're talking about heading into next season um i think really we're just getting started. This show is going to keep growing. It's going to keep getting better, more guests, more recurring segments, lots of cool stuff happening. Um, but if you have been listening, thank you so much. It really does mean the world. Um, it's a lot of fun to to be a part of it's a lot of fun interacting with listeners who, you know, want to share their jokes, share their stories. I mean, like last month I'm getting, you know, 50 or 60 texts from listeners about the birthday thing. It's just, it's, it's really, really cool. I do appreciate it. Um, Thank you for listening. Thank you for your continued, um, you know, being a fan. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, everybody. Take care. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening. Make sure you're following the show on Twitter at dropping underscore gloves for episode highlights, behind the scenes content, sneak peeks and giveaways. Check out johnscottallstar.com slash shop for merchandise, including T-shirts, hats, hoodies and so much more. And please, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts. It's so important to helping us grow so we can keep delivering the hockey content and interviews with the players you love. Thanks, and see you next time.